The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, Episode 2, The Stories We Tell Ourselves. What took you so long? Traffic was backed up on I-95. For six years? You look terrible. Starving does that. I'd offer you my neck, but... uh... I'd rather eat fire. We glance at the meathead, and a nod from Revel is all it takes. Without missing a beat, Erin grabs his arm, extends her fangs, and bites down. Uh. A thin trail of blood rolls down her chin. The smell makes me hungry. All right, that's enough. I can get something from the rack for you later. Yeah. Why are you here? Came back for Lawrence. Oh, I see. He had to die before you decided to care about him. Do not. Aaron, I swear to Christ, I will execute you myself. Oh, look at all that change. Both of you can go to hell. Boone paid. I am done with this. Oh, of course! Boones! Jesus, you know, for a minute I thought you might have given like an actual fuck. But no. Fuck you. Just go. Get the fuck out. Let me die in peace. Gladly. Aaron, shut up. Tie to sit your ass down. Are you kidding me? Okay. I'm gonna step outside and deal with this. If either of you gets out of hand, I'll put wood in both your chests. Fine. I'll be right back. Silence falls between us as we search for what to say. Have you ever been in one of those situations where you're friends with someone and everything's great? You're talking all the time. But then something happens. You get busy, or they get busy. And next thing you know, it's been six months since you've said a word to each other. At that point, you feel like an asshole. You don't know what to say, so you don't say anything. But then you blink. And another six months have passed. And now you really can't drop in on them out of nowhere. What do you do at that point? You could have written him a letter. And say what? I'm sorry, Lawrence, but I can't be with you. When I see you, I'm reminded of every time I wasn't good enough for you. And P.S., let me also include this shiny list of all your double standards and hypocrisies. It would have been a start. You wouldn't have gone anywhere. We'll never know. And whose fault is that? Yeah. Ezra says you're innocent. Ezra may have the gift of sight, but I don't think he's right this time. He said it was another one of your, uh... It's okay. You can say it. Episodes. I was talking to my friend one minute, and the next I was covered in her blood and Lawrence was dead. Let me get this straight. You're at Quill's party. Yeah, 90s theme. At Club Neptune. Yeah. Was Quill there? I'm not sure. Marlo was hosting. But it was a costume party, so maybe? What did you go as? How is that relevant? Humor me. It... Well, I didn't really go as anything. I just... I, um... What is it? Maya made this comment about Gwen Stefani and Winona Ryder, and it was ridiculous. But I had this platinum wig on, and that's why she... 
She had this weird sense of humor. But I loved it. And her. And Hale should just get it over with. So, generic grunge girl with platinum hair. Aren't you even listening to me? I killed her! I am listening. You leave the party and drive to Maya's place. She says Lawrence threatened her. You black out, kill Maya, drive back to the party, kill Lawrence, then drive back to Maya's place and- Couldn't drive back. Why not? Because apparently the incendiaries set the SUV on fire. Meaning you what? Walked back to Maya's? I guess. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's what happened. People saw me do it. Lawrence is dead. Maya's dead. And I'll be dead soon enough. Ezra said that you burned down the rec center. It wasn't like that. Lawrence was fucking with me. He boonleashed me to all those assholes. I was so pissed. And I knew he cared about that place. So yeah, I torched it. And killed someone in the process. I didn't know about the janitor, I swear to you. I swear on Sasha, I didn't know. So you come to at Maya's. Except she's dead. What did you use to kill Lawrence? My shotgun. What happened to it? Rebel said it got burnt in the fire. How did you even get Dragon's Breath rounds? Rebel, I was working on a thing with her. What thing? I can't talk about it. You have an execution hanging over your head. I can't talk about it. Rebel showed up at Maya's in her capacity as sheriff. I told her what happened. She said I could either run, get blood hunted, and die, or I could confess and ask for leniency. And here you are. Here I am. As I stand, I summon the gifts of my blood and strengthen my insight. The light in the room shifts, and Aaron's aura manifests, a wild violet pulsing with the music of the room. She's scared. But she isn't under the influence of some sorcery. All right, sit tight. Look into it. I'll be at the depot. They let you use a cell? It's a burner. For emergencies. You done? Are you buying this fugue story? I've seen it happen. But she was getting help. From who? Lawrence? No. Herbigen Mendoza was working with her. Tremere? His background is in psychiatric research. And he's done more for her in two years than all you Malks did in ten. When you found her... Did she say anything? She confessed. Told me what happened. Took her back to her place, got her cleaned up, changed, then brought her here and boxed her. I need Maya's address. The hell you do. I need to see the crime scene. Both of them. Ezra bought you a conversation. Time's up. You don't think it's the least bit odd that she has one of her episodes, but is able to drive across town, kill Lawrence, destroy the evidence, and then walk back to Maya's covered in blood, and no one sees anything? Yeah, I agree. It's weird, but Atoria Dorwelp saw her. She has no alibi, no evidence to exonerate her. And she burned a building down, killing someone in the process. And possibly breaking our most important tradition, the masquerade. As much as I wish she were, she is not innocent. I know she isn't innocent. None of us are. I don't think she killed Lawrence. Go home before you make any of this worse. It's all I want to do. Go back to the bay. And then what? Wait for couriers with grim tidings? 
pass the time fighting block by block in an unwinnable war against the Anarchs, while, while the people I care about fall one by one? Rebel, you don't want to see Eren executed. You want to protect her, which I understand. And I know you have no reason to trust me. But I am asking. Let me see the crime scenes. Please. Get me two more nights. Then I'll go. I don't know. Sasha refused to leave my side. And he died because of it. He was loyal, and I... I was selfish. Give me the chance to prove that I'm not who I was. <sighs> Two nights, Titus. Then you go. Sunrise comes soon. Even if I wanted to leave Port Saga, I couldn't. There isn't enough time. And regardless of TV and movies, there are no magic daylight rings. Slathering yourself in sunscreen doesn't work either. Hollywood makes being a vampire look so cool. Hot bodies, tons of sex, you get to live forever tearing off heads. What's not to like? The truth is more complicated, of course. You're still a corpse, frozen in time. You'll outlive everyone you've ever known and loved, and you'll never see the sun again. Period. Thankfully, my key to Lawrence's haven still works. I open the door and the woodsy scent of his cologne reaches deep into my memories. We spent five years together here. Mostly good. Until the end. Everything ends. We all know that. It's... It's exactly the way I left it. Dust blue walls and tall windows facing the Atlantic. The ocean always seemed to calm him. The same leather furniture rests on top of the same rust-colored Turkish rug. He has the same pictures on the mantel, the same red brocade coat on the hook by the door. And he still has the ugliest sculpture you ever saw on the table. $7,000 for a handmade crystalline skull. Let's ignore the fact that it is the most cliché thing he could ever possess, but oh, the irony. <laughs> First, it's only half the skull, just the upper half, and stops at the teeth. Second, had it been black or red or even blue, you could have at least seen the skull, but no, it's clear glass. So it just looks like some crystal elemental took a shit on his coffee table. God, I miss him. counter where we kissed for the first time, the balcony where we watched the fireworks each year, the study where we threw ultimatums and said things you can't take back, where we had the argument that cut my timeline in two. Now everything's before that fight and after. I walked down the hall to the room that was once mine. That should be a comfort at least, to have unchanged. Saga is a cruel hell. It's gone. 
The bed, the desk, even the walls are painted over. He erased me. But, but there's a piano. An upright piano in classic, polished ebony. It's a music room. He built a goddamn music room. Aaron said I don't care about anyone. I don't believe that's true. The next night, I head to Maya's. The house is a small, one-story bungalow in a residential neighborhood. Sheriff and her people already took Maya's body, but she held off on cleanup. Living room shows signs of a struggle. Couch is crooked, overturned table. There's a person-sized dent in the wall. Blood splatter is wild and chaotic. Not the kind you might get from a bullet, more like an animal attack. The body fell in the kitchen. There's a pool of blood on the tile. It's consistent with Aaron losing control. But the music's all wrong. These are the signs of a violent, chaotic act, right? The music should match that, but instead it, it, it's precise, ordered, controlled, strategized, planned. Staged? All right. So the theory is Aaron arrives. Maya says Lawrence threatened her. Aaron's so angry she loses control, frenzies, blacks out, kills Maya, and then, while still in a state, drives back to the party. She gets Lawrence outside, kills him, and then walks all the way back? Is that even possible? I mean, can you even drive in the middle of a fugue state? It's a 20-minute drive between Maya's place and Club Neptune, a dance club in downtown Port Saga. In between are two rotaries and a dozen stoplights. How does Aaron make this drive? How does she... Shit. Need a phone. Uh, hmm. The drunken banshee. That'll do. I need to use your phone. Is that a beeper? Yes. No cell? If I had a cell, would I need to borrow yours? Sorry. Phone's for paying customers. Then I'll pay. What'll you have? Beer. What kind? Whatever's on tap. They pay me to serve drinks, not pick them out for folks. Fine. That one. Now give me the phone. One new message at 10.14 p.m. It's after 10, and I'm looking at an empty chair. Why am I looking at an empty chair, Mr. Reed? Were I you, I'd probably make it a priority to get back to the city to avoid any potential consequences. 
Have a pleasant evening. Shit. Seven bucks. I toss him a ten. But even if I weren't an undead creature of the night, I wouldn't take a drink. I spent too many years in AA to waste it on some Appalachian microbrew. Still have my five-year chip. To thine own self be true. Interesting choice, given Polonius was a scheming bastard. Good evening. We begin tonight with breaking news. Another person has gone missing in Port Saga, Virginia, making it the seventh victim in recent months. Deputies are still searching for Marcus Pratt, age 22, who went missing three weeks ago. With a string of fires adding to the unease of the city, Port Saga police have asked for assistance from hey, state troopers and emergency responders. Hey, I'm a drink. No. Come on, don't be like that. Be a man. Buy me a drink. My friend left me. That bitch. She took my wallet, and now my glass is empty. Look at this sad face. Hey, I'll buy you a drink. You a man? I'm a man. <laughs> you a man? Forget this loser. I'll buy you whatever you want. You're my hero. You're. Oops. <laughs> hey. Sorry, bro. Lady seems to have made her choice. Leave her be. You drink your drink. Aw, oh, come on, man. Don't make a scene. She's fine. She's fine. I'm fine. Let's have a chat. I sit my hand on the back of this asshole's neck and walk him over to the door. Dude, seriously, we're good. He's pretty quick to realize something's not quite right about it. I see him trying to do the math. He's bigger than me. Not by a lot but enough that I shouldn't have been able to shuffle him along like a toddler in trouble. What do you think would happen if I stuck my fingers in your eye sockets and pulled real hard? What's wrong with you? 99% of the time you should abide by the masquerade around mortals. It's the first of all traditions. Blend in, hide in plain sight, that's how you stay alive. But then there's that 1% where you let just a whisper of that facade drop. Just enough to let that predatory gleam shine in your eye. What the fuck? If I stick my fingers in both your sockets and pull real hard, I'll detach your retina. You go blind. Then you've got about mm, 24 hours to get emergency surgery. And and you know what eyeballs feel like when you've got them in your hand? No? No? Never had eyeballs in your hands before? Hmm. Well, how about if you don't walk out of here right now? I'll make sure you have the chance. Fucking psychopath. I'm out. Hey, where are you going? You're going to buy me a drink. Asshole. Barkeep, I can't have you pushing patrons out the door. Apologies. Here. One, two, three hundred. Use this for his tab. End your trouble. And call this woman a lift. I'll wait. In this rain, the alley behind Club Neptune shimmers like a dirty yellow brick road. Light from a giant neon blue Neptune sign doesn't quite reach back this far from the street, but the puddles in the alley's cracked pavement reflect his golden trident. Not sure who owns the club yet, but the tour to arranged for the private party on the night of Lawrence's murder. And here, in the back alley, plain as night, is a scorched section of the pavement where the car burned where Lawrence died. 
expanding my senses. I smell fresh rain and wet garbage from the dumpster. Smoke and fuel from the burned bricks. Tall buildings with plenty of windows around me. No security cameras. And I hear rushing rain stream down the alley toward the storm grate at the corner. If I were older or more powerful, I could read this place better. I could touch the ground and get a sense of what happened. But I can't do that. And I don't have anyone I trust enough to do it for me. At least not here in Port Saga. What am I doing? How much foot traffic has this alley seen since then? No car, no body, no weapon, no shell casing. Any evidence washed away with the rain. What the hell did I expect to find? There it is again, that music. Methodical, like a, like a signature fading fast. Same person who killed Maya also killed Lawrence, which makes sense on paper, for Aaron. But she was either in a frenzy or a fugue. This whole thing just... This whole thing is just wrong. I peer at the flow of rainwater. There's something off about it. Like it's moving slower than it should. I follow it. I follow it. I follow it all the way to the storm grate. Abracadabra. There it is. Hanging under the cover from tangled strands is a platinum blonde wig. What the fuck? Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. Created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dayin Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Kalina Anderson, Sean Patrick Judge, Roxy Hales, and Ken Pickering. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com. <laughs> <laughs>